Well, let's welcome back Coach Tresky. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Hey, uh, biggest team update is you know learning from uh, an exciting game on Saturday. Uh, we had an amazing crowd, Faith and Family Night. A lot of people helped make that that come together, and and then obviously the guys um, I thought responded really well. We we started um, about as poorly as you could have started. You know, we spotted them fourteen in a couple minutes, but um, showed showed the our, kind of our grit, showed our brotherhood, how we were willing to stay together, um, and just loved how we battled back and, and ultimately took control of the game at the end. Well, well, let's talk about that. So fumbles on the first two possessions for you guys. Suddenly find yourself trailing by 14 nothing. What's the atmosphere on the sideline, and how do you keep guys so that they don't go, oh, man, this is looking like things are going bad for us? Well, I mean, I think there was a little bit of shell shot. You know, you don't anticipate the opening kick, losing the possession, and then, you know, we, we've been pretty good, um, you know, offensively about about holding on to the football and had an uncharacteristic fumble, like, back-to-back. So, there was definitely, I think, um, a different pace on the sideline. But what I'll say is nobody pointed fingers. Nobody was blaming. Everybody just talked about, hey, how, how can we pick each other up? I think we all still believe like we could execute when we got got the opportunity. We we knew we dug ourselves a little hole. And, um, you never want to start that way, but I am really proud of how we responded. Five straight possessions after that where you score touchdowns after the early miscues. 56 points through the entire contest. You had 56 points through the first five contests combined, 52 this last week. What what do you feel like that this team gained out of this week that helped them build that kind of momentum offensively, and how do you take that moving forward? Um, so there's a couple things I thought we, we did a, a good job of. One, I, I think – up front, you know, we did a much better job of, of controlling the line of scrimmage, um, establishing it inside. A lot of our, our success running the ball previous to, to Saturday was outside run game. And, um, you know, we've we got, a, I would say, a, a younger, more inexperienced group. We've we got two seniors at play, but this is really their first year being, like, the key starters uh, on that group. And those guys have really grown week in and week out, They're improving their game, and um, they just played a phenomenal game Saturday. And then I thought, you know, we, we did a good job getting the ball out wide quickly. Um, you know, Nate, it was his first college start, but you wouldn't have known it with his decision-making, did a really nice job with that. And um, it let people see, you know, we, we have a great receiving core. Um, it's just, you know, it's hard to, hard to see that sometimes when, when we don't distribute the ball fast. So was was proud of those groups, and, um, you know, I, I think – Coming off a week where our defense carried us to see our offense now respond and pick up our D a little bit, it was just good to see our team grow um, in every phase. Well, let's talk about Nate for a moment. Matt Davis is out for you. You go with Nate Griffith making his first start. He looked really impressive for you. He did. I mean, I, it's it was really his first full week with the varsity. Um, you know, we, we've had him in spots and little things like that, but um you know when we talked to him and said hey i think you know we think you're ready we've seen it in practice when you run our scout team groups um you've done a nice job in our reserve games you know we're, we're going to give you the nod this week um he didn't you know he never blinked his eye blinked an eye he, he, he attacked the work and you know i think there's two things about nate's game um that allowed him to be successful one he's he's really really intelligent he's a sharp kid um you know the, the coaches always say like you know if they're learning you know, a scout offense. So he's learning how, how to run another team's offense within within one day, within one practice, he's already got it down. Um, and you could see that. And then I think, too, he's just very poised. Like, um, you know, even my wife and some people I, I talked to after the game, they're like, man, he just, even when there was pressure, you didn't you didn't see it derail him or how he played. 
Um, and that's really that's one of the hardest things to teach is how to how to stand in the pocket, make a throw, knowing that you may get contact. And he did those things really well, and uh, I'm just proud of him. It's about as good of a first start as you could have. Jason, or excuse me, Justin Parbs with 187 yards rushing, 120 receiving. Really impressive performance. But what I have been impressed with him most about over these first six weeks is it looks like he's getting stronger as the season is going along. Are you kind of seeing that as well? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, um, you know, Justin's a guy that really, really prides himself in his craft, taking care of his body. Like, you know, I think if you talk to most of our team, they would say Justin's the hardest worker. Um, does a lot of the small things in terms of taking care of his body, recovery, um, with the exception of going to Wendy's sometimes. <laughs> he will, uh, he does everything, you know, that you can to take care of your body, man. And so, um, you know, where a lot of guys wear down as the season goes on, Justin's preparation allows him to get stronger, get better. You know, even last year we saw that a little bit too. And uh, I'm just excited for him. You know, he's a senior. This is his last opportunity, and he's got four more games to show what he's capable of. And, and we're just we're so excited to see him finish strong. Defense gave up some points and a lot of yards in the contest, but really came up with some big plays when you guys needed them. How did you feel about their performance this past weekend? They they were challenged. I thought Rockford, um, you know, it's a credit to them and, and their their staff. They they did some things offensively that we hadn't seen them do on film. I think Coach uh, Coach Donovan said they ran 19 different formations against us on Saturday, which that challenges you a lot, um, especially on the back end. We had a couple guys playing in their first start, and so there's a lot of new things and a lot of communication that had to take place. Um, so it was, it was definitely a learning, you know, kind of trial by fire, as they say, but. We did create explosive plays, um, which was great. I think we pressured the queue better than we had in the previous weeks. Um, had some opportunities, even for for some uh, some interceptions. Um, so we're doing some things, you know, that that, that show me that we're, we're getting more explosive. Like that defense has opportunity to be really, really good. Um, consistency and communication are our goals for this week to to help that happen. Your players of the week. Um, so. You mentioned Justin. Justin was the offensive player of the week. Just did things in every every aspect. Um, you know, it's not often that you have over 300 yards of total offense. So there's a lot that he did right. Um, but you know, we always say you can't perform without the looks that you get. And we had a, a good look again uh, from our scout defense. Um, our, our young scout D lineman. You know, there's guys on on that group that are really impressing. Jaden Smith's done a nice job and. Um, you know, for last week, Drew Phipps really stood out. Um, he's a freshman from, from Austin area, Texas, and um, just proud of him, the effort he's, he's really put into it. And um, he helped Justin get to where he needed to be. So he was the scout team D player of the week. Uh, on the defensive side, Ty Castillo flew around, was all over the place. A um, couple TFLs, 10 tackles, um, really, you know, play, played like we – we have come to you know expect Ty to play. It, it, sometimes it's crazy when you got guys like Justin or Ty that they have big games so often. You just kind of assume it's going to happen. Um, it's it's a testament to them and the, the work they put in. But Ty had another big time game, and then uh, scout off uh, the scout offense. You know, got us some great looks. Rockford's got a unique group. Um, they have several tight end type players that can also split out as receiver. Not a lot of teams have that. Um, you know, I think we do. And some of those young guys people haven't seen on Saturdays, but we're really excited about. And, and Colin Amick was one of those guys. He had an amazing week in practice. He and um, Holt Chavez, another one, two, two young tight ends for us that can really do it all. And, um, he did a great job. 
And then uh, the last two sp- special teams, Arnulfo Ortega um, was our special teams player of the week, was the conference special teams player of the week as well. Another really good performance. Um, you know, a field goal with some pressure in his face, 7-7 seven seven on PATs, and uh, starting to get the touchback game working a little bit on kickoffs, which is really, really helpful. And then our warrior of the week was Griff. You know, he, he didn't know he was going to start. Um, Nate, Nate did a phenomenal job. You know, had been literally in a reserve game, you know, at the end of the last week. And a week later, was starting with the varsity and just played with poise. He, he led um, quietly with his leadership, uh, how he played. So, Well, let's talk about this week. Take on Eureka, 2-5 and five at this point in the season. Your thoughts on this matchup? Well, first I'll say I think Coach Barth always does a nice job with Eureka. Um, that, that They present some challenges on both sides of the ball. Um, I feel like every time I've ever coached against him, it's been this crazy shootout because they just do some good things on both sides. One, um, offensively, they're going to be physical. Um, they use a variety of different um, schemes in the run game to attack you, and then when you try to pack the box, they'll, they'll make you pay for it. Um, a couple dynamic receivers. Uh, defensively, they give a lot of looks. They'll pressure. They move. They try to use um, some some unique you know scheme to 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 challenge you um, and to bring some pressure up on you. Um, especially, I think some some third downs and red zone pressures. They'll get after pretty good. So they've given up some yards throughout the year, but they also create a lot of explosive plays. And so that that seems to be their style. Say it's we're we're going to take some risks and we're going to hope to to turn you over and and, and win that way. So we've got to be sound with our decision making we got to come um aggressive up front you know establish that line of scrimmage like we talked about a week ago and honestly rob i think the biggest key to this week is just handling a road trip you know it's our farthest trip we take um you know we we have a very young team still you know learning how to to win and do you play your best on the road um that's that's a skill um so this will be a challenge for us. Is you know, can we answer the bell in a in a road trip against a good you know Eureka team that usually has a little bit of extra energy at home? So now they've been rotating a couple of quarterbacks uh, combined. They've thrown nine interceptions, forty five percent completion percentage. Do you feel like this is a matchup that your defense can get an opportunity to make some plays on? Uh, we do, we do. I mean, I think. Like, like I said, I think the philosophy of their, their game, you know, they, they, they're going to run the ball um, in a variety of different schemes inside. And I think you, when you look at their completion percentage, it's a little lower because they want to try to take shots on you. They want to be aggressive, um, you know, in, in those moments. So they're, they're lower percentage, but when they hit, they hit hard, you know. So our defense is working hard. I love our plan. You know, I'm so thankful. We've got a great staff. They work tire, you know, tirelessly to get our guys right. And, um, it's just going to come down to executing. You know, everyone knows the role at this point. Um, it's coming in confident, coming in playing together, and, and, and being who we're capable of being. You know, looking at their schedule, I, I'm a little curious about your thoughts about this. So, so they open up with ten straight weeks, and then have their bye. I mean, would you like a schedule like that, or do you feel like that bye is kind of a waste to them? I would not like that schedule. Unfortunately, we drew the short straw next year, so that'll be our schedule next year. Oh, wow. Yeah, the way our, our conference is set up, um, because it's an odd number, you can't have, like, a consistent um, bye week for everybody. And so um, we all rotate by. So we've been very fortunate in my first two seasons now. Like, our buys, you know, right after the first game, which is kind of ideally how you'd like it, um, you're, you're about a third of the way in, whereas – 
yeah, the last that last week, unless you're preparing for a playoff or a bowl game or something like that, where you know maybe it lets you get a extra time to rest, recover, and, and prepare, um, it can be very anticlimactic. I'll say that. Wow. Well, let's jump into fan questions. We'll start with Mike. He says, Coach, Eureka came in and was great in their first season in the NAC. They have slowly gone downhill since. Are they simply finding the conference competition is a little stiffer than what they had imagined? Um, I think it's a mix. You know, those guys do a great job. So, yeah, I don't want to take anything away from Eureka. Um, they they came in with a really, really talented group. couple, you know, all region caliber linemen um, and D linemen as well. And then I think, you know, the, the, the key to the whole thing was they, they had a back um, that's arguably one of the best backs I've ever seen, you know, at our level. He, he had, was, had over 40 touchdowns rushing. You know, he was just really special. Uh, so when you lose a guy like that, when, when the program's kind of centered around him and his success, um, you know, it's hard to replace that. So, you know, they're doing a nice job. They're always, like I said, they're always really well coached. Those guys play hard and they play physical. And, you know, when you go – you know, you play at Eureka, like you better be ready to um, strap it up because they're they're going to come, and, and they're going to they're going to play hard for Coach Barth and that group. And um, yeah, it's just been a I think a a tough transition after um, his name is Anthony Reasonover after he graduated. Next up is Sandy, who would like to know. He says, "I saw that Eureka got really buried last week by Aurora. I'm curious as a coach, how do you get your team to rebound after suffering such a heartbreaking loss like that? Is it easy to get them motivated, or do you just scrap that game altogether? Um, I, I think you can't pretend it didn't happen. You know, I think you know we we had a similar experience when we played Aurora. We did not play well. Um, we turned the ball over. You know, there Aurora is the most complete team in our league right now in every phase. You know. I, at every level of their offense and defense. And so um, for us, it was, it was trying to help guys see, like, sometimes the scoreboard makes things feel worse than they really appear. Um, just like sometimes the scoreboard will make it feel better than they really appear, you know. And it's, it's usually a handful of plays that can really swing a game one way or the other. So our, we went through the same thing Eureka did. You know, we, we did not play well when we played Aurora on their homecoming. And our, our decision coming back from it was let's – address two or three issues we felt like were, were something that really needed to be corrected, but then let's let's show them the positive situations, positive plays, that if we can start stringing them together more often, we're, we're going to be pretty good. So, Dom says, if you listen to some coaches, they do not watch any other football during the regular season because they are totally focused on their own team. Do you take time to watch other games, or are you in on your own club? Uh, I'd be more like that. I'm more on my own club. Um, I've got some buddies, man. They'll, they'll watch football every night. You know, it's, you know, they got Thursday night maction or whatever. I mean, it's just constant. Um, and that's cool uh, for me. I, I, I'm, I'm, um, I have a little bit of like an addictive personality. I, I get fully immersed in what I'm doing. So I do, I pour so much into our group and what we need to do. It's hard for me to to enjoy, you know, watching another team. The only, the only exception I'll make, I like watching the Packer game with my family um, on Saturdays. Um, but that's more just because it's with my family than it is because I'm, you know, looking to watch the Packers. So, Leon would like to know, what's your favorite game of the season? Who do you like to play the most? Oh, man, that's really tough. Um, you know, I've been in the league for a long time now as a coach, and you, you build some, some natural rivalries and some stuff. I mean, I just – I'll say 
you know, Lakeland was special for me personally. Um, I would say this year, I think the two games that we were looking forward to most you know, would, would be Concordia. Um, you know, that's a rivalry game. It's, they've been my, you know, since I was a player, they've been my rival, you know. And even when I was at Lakeland, it seems like nobody likes Concordia. I don't know why, but Lakeland had a, had a rivalry game with, the, with Concordia as well. So no matter where I've been, they've always been, you know, kind of one of, the, one of those games that you circle. Um, and then I think another one for us personally is a Benedictine game, our last game of the year. Um, we, we felt like we played them so well last year and, and just had an opportunity to, to take, take a step forward and let it go. And so we, we've been working hard. We wanted another shot at that game. Um, we, we run against them a lot, you know, in recruiting battles and all these different things. So for us, like, that's a big one for us to show the growth of our program. Um, Coach Donovan graduated from there, so I know for him that's a personal game as well. And um, That's kind of a benchmark game for us. We want to show we've taken a step forward. Charles would like to know, what is ideal football weather to you, Coach? Uh, 70 and sunny. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not, not gritty. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm from Wisconsin, but man, I, I I will take the 70 degree. We're about. I think we're supposed to get 70 tomorrow, and I am super pumped because we had about 45 on Monday and Tuesday for practice, and that was not not great. So, I'm I'm jacked up for that weather. I know some guys love it, cold or, or rainy or the you know, the the mud bowl type games and stuff. I, I'll take 70 and sunny all day. Raymond asks, he says, if you did not have to work because money was no object to you, what would you do with yourself all day long? Um, man. I don't know. I, 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 can't, I can't sit still. Um, I'm, you could ask my wife or ask my parent. Like, I just don't do that well. So you would not see me just, like, hanging out. You know, you, I would need to be involved in things. So for me, like, I love where God's placed me right now. Being able to coach and use the game of football to, to mentor kids, uh, try to help them see the bigger picture is, is awesome. Um, you know, we've been doing some ministry work, where my wife and I and another couple and some other people in our community, and, and that's been beautiful. And So I think I'd probably still be doing stuff like that with just less pressure to pay the bills. <laughs> so, yeah. And next up we have Andy. I feel like there is a story behind this question, but he would like to know, he says, Coach, what's a good karaoke song that you could blast out for us right now? A good karaoke song. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's funny. I I don't go to karaoke much, although when I was here, I used to help, like, one of my little side jobs, campus jobs, was uh, we had, like, a late-night grill, and so we used to host karaoke nights. Um, and that was like one of my big ideas. I don't know if I have a go-to song. I mean, I, everyone, I feel like everybody loves like Journey or some of those like sing-along kind of songs. So, I mean, that's, that's a crowd favorite. Um, you know, I, I love listening to worship music now, so I don't know if that would be like a huge karaoke favorite, but for me, that, that's what I'm down with. So I'll, I'll probably go that route. And what are our words of wisdom for this week? Um, so for us, you know, we talked this week, really being rooted in our foundation. And, and that was something um, we, we've talked about before throughout the year. You know, Christ tells us that, that the wise man builds his house on the rock and that Jesus is the rock. And the reason he tells us that is that um, wh wherever your house is built upon, right, whatever your foundation, he assures us that 
wind storms and floods will come, right? Difficult moments are, are going to come. And it really comes down to are you rooted? Are you lay, are laying your foundation in something that's going to allow you to withstand those moments? Or are you going to allow the circumstances of life to rock you and to change you? And, you know, I thought it was really cool on Saturday to see that. We we preach about, you know, showing love and, and, and being a family and, and really living out John 15, 13. We talk about that every week, you know, literally break do a breakdown every day of it. And um, for us to, to be able to show love and, and stay together when things were tough in the beginning of that football game um, was just a really proud moment for me as a coach. It really showed us that we've laid our foundation on something um, that's going to help us weather the storm. So proud of those guys. I hope they see the bigger picture, that that's something that they can take with them, you know, well beyond their time playing football when they're husbands, when they're fathers, when they're leaders in their community. Um, but, yeah, that's that's our words this week. Fantastic. Coach Tresky, thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Appreciate it.